Hey, what's going on there, guys? Jack here from Integnity, and this is Upshot, your weekly podcast where we talk about recent creative news. So if you're a video editor, motion designer, animator, or everything in between, this is the podcast for you. So as a quick rundown, these are the following things we're going to be talking about today. So we have Adobe's new updates that came in during September. We also have an interesting blog post from Adobe about streamlined workflows. And, of course, a new Photoshop Sky replacement tool, Sneak Peek. We also have Avid's new Media Central tool, which allows Premiere editors and Avid editors to collaborate on the same project. We'll get more into that in a bit. Frame.io's new HDR workflow. Some new Blackmagic updates, of course, which basically allows the mini Ursa to shoot more frames per second on certain codecs. Adobe Certified for system integrators. Frame.io's new HDR workflow. And, of course, GoPro Hero 9 is now out. We also have Premier Rush's new subscription model, the new broadcast app for the RTX cards, and of course, talking quickly about Amazon Day. And of course, last but not least, we'll be talking about a new video and script that's caught our eye. Right, so let's get into it. So of course, first of all, we're going to be talking about the September updates for Adobe. Um, one thing to keep in mind is that while they have updated Premiere, After Effects, and Photoshop, we're going to be really focusing on Premiere as that's where the majority of the changes are going to be taking place. But we'll cover the After Effects and Photoshop uh, change log very quickly. Now, of course, these updates, if you're lucky enough to have bought an RTX 3000 series, uh, will better optimize the software for that Ampere GPU. Of course, we're not going to be talking about that specifically, we're going to be talking about the features. So there are two key points about the new After Effects updates, which basically is the channel combiner and channel effects, uh, which is also now GPU accelerated. The next thing, of course, is the new motion graphic template, which makes use of the rotobrush effect, so that can now be brought into Premiere Pro. We also have the new Photoshop update, which includes fixing one small but really annoying bug, and that's basically when you're resizing proportionately whilst holding a shift key, and when you were doing that, it would disable the smart guides, even if the smart guides option was uh, ticked. Right, so let's get to the main lot of changes, which is for Premiere Pro. So we have the new scene edit detection, which is now out to beta and is working within Premiere Pro now. So you can take full advantage of that if you're an editor. It just basically gives you the opportunity to create very quick edits from something that's really been completed. So of course the other update is HDR for broadcasters with new Rec 2100HLG color space. I'm going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about on that one, which is pretty neat for uh, larger production studios working with TV of course. Last but not least, export with proxies. So you can now quickly render a proxy sequence for feedback in contrast to waiting for the actual footage to render out. So say for example this, you need to send the client off a quick draft as quickly as possible just to get their initial reaction of how the edit is how it's paced, how it feels. And of course, with those copies, they don't exactly need to be perfect. They just need to be almost there. And the reason why this is probably my most favorite feature is because the render times are going to be quicker, the file sizes are going to be smaller. And as said before, when you're sending off a rough draft to a client under the pretext that they're happy with you sending off that rough draft, it just shaves you so much time and hassle. So that's pretty good. And of course, there are some smaller enhancements for Premiere that have came in with this September update as well, like scanning VST3, and AU plugins being quicker and exporting AFF with breakout. So very quickly talking about the Adobe blog, as mentioned before, there are new features incoming for Premiere Pro. Well, as we've mentioned, is seen edit detection, uh, HDR for broadcasters, and of course that proxy workflow. But we also have a new function, which is in the public beta, which is quick export. This
this basically offers a quick and easy export functionality in Premiere with like a new button to the top right of the corner with a load of presets that enable you to basically just do a quick export and not have to fiddle around with like bit rate, say for example, or resolution. It's just for example, if you have several people pestering you for an edit of X, Y, and Z, you can just quickly ping them out. And speaking about experimental features that are still within the testing phase, we have the new Photoshop Sky Replacement tool coming soon. Now, Sky Replacement is basically a new time-saving feature coming to Adobe Photoshop. It hasn't been released yet, and we will be expecting more details in Adobe Max, but it's just something to keep an eye for. And what it basically does is that it allows users to quickly swap out skies within Photoshop without using a mask. It's probably not going to replace professionals using masking tools anytime soon. You could achieve a better result, of course, with a professional, but it takes more time to do that. It's probably best for like Instagram posts or like quick mock-ups for clients. Say, for example, if you have a presentation or pitch and you're just trying to provide images to give a certain mood, the last thing that you really want to be thinking about is masking, of course. So this is a great tool for that if you really want to have it done just quickly. And it's pretty decent, to be absolutely honest. Seeing what Adobe's been getting up to it with, it's not too bad. It comes with a new window with lots of presets. And of course, you can add a couple of your own. And it also colorizes the image in context to the sky in the background. So you don't have to fiddle around with like adjustments and uh, levels and whatnot from there. But of course, this is something that's just been announced it's not out yet it's not going to come out i don't think um within september at the very least but of course we could probably expect to see more details as said before coming out over at the adobe max 2020. so of course next we're going to be talking about media central for adobe premiere so of course great news editors and contributors will soon be able to seamlessly collaborate between avid and premiere pro and basically what media central is is a neat little plug-in panel that sits on the top left of your window layout for premiere the tool basically will allow adobe editors to share assets and sequences to Avid Productions, which is just mind-blowing. They have a neat little video on it on their main site, and I think there's a conference or a web conference coming up that's going to be talking about this. So Avid and Premiere Pro users can easily swap notes and feedback to each other, update assets as the production continues on. This is a lot more streamlined because it comes with like a little UI panel with all the assets as well. It's basically, it's like a small little Avid that sits within Premiere. So of course we have Black magic updates for both DaVinci and the camera side for the Ursa Mini Pro 12K in particular. And we'll start with DaVinci Resolve first and basically the update includes new support for NVIDIA Ampere GPU on Linux and Windows systems. Addressed an issue importing 23.976 frames per seconds ATEM ISO project and of course your general performance and stability fixes. So more importantly on the camera side of things is great news if you're all using the Mini Pro 12K. And what this is, is just a general FPS increase across the board of several codecs. So you'll see an increased frame rate to 120 frames when using the 4K and 8K DCI 16x9 and 6x5 anamorphic. And also the 12K 2.41 maximum frame rate is increased to 75 frames per second. And there's also an increase for the 8K 2.41 and 4K 2.41 to 160 frames per second and of course an increase to the 4k super 16 to 240 frames per second it also adds blackmagic raw stills capture support and broadcast lens connector support and last but not least it also includes support for 12k LUTs and exposure metering so it's a pretty great update if you're a Ursa Mini Pro 12k 
user. Now, quickly getting on to the next bit of news, which is about Adobe Certified. Now, recently Adobe launched the Adobe Certified Service Partner for Adobe Video and Audio. Now, this isn't exactly relevant to smaller creatives, but for larger post-production houses, and it's a particularly useful tool for large companies who need system integrators in order to integrate, say, for example, a few new editing workstations. What this basically does is provide a certification program for system integrators, and they will be expected to pass a series of Adobe's requirements in order to get this badge of certification. This includes support, workflow, and system design, and of course, software integrations. So it's great for companies, say for example, like the BBC, ITV, or CBS, if you're from the States, as it gives those companies uh, technical support while productions are still occurring. So of course, this is critical because if you're a production company, the very last thing you exactly really wanna do is have a slowdown in your post-production workflow because a couple of your systems are on the fritz. Next, we're gonna be talking about Frame.io's HDR workflow. So this is great for artists like directors and producers, basically people who want to remotely you color graded footage at 4K resolution. And it can be done from any HDR compatible monitor or even say, for example, within Frame's own example, an iPhone. This comes at no compromise of quality and includes support for codecs like HDR10, InproRes XQ or DNXHR444, which is obviously great news, especially considering the climate of today where you can't exactly be sitting behind the colorists and giving them further instructions on what kind of custom look you really want to achieve. Uh, so now you can obviously just pass over those notes through frame, which is great. And of course, the next thing we're going to be talking about is the GoPro Hero 9. And that is now officially available. So we'll just run through the features quickly. And of course, that offers improved 5K recording, a detachable front lens, and a new front display. And this new front display is particularly helpful for, say, for example, like vloggers. Uh, you've got it on a mount that's quite far away from you. You really want to capture the whole entire image around you, but you don't know exactly what's going on in the frame. And of course, you don't really want a chunky monitor or to be holding your phone there when all you really want to be doing is just staring at the camera and doing your thing. So this also includes a better battery life and it's also waterproof at 33 feet underwater. So of course, with the GoPro Hero 9, you can also record at 240 frames per second for eight times slowdown. And to add to it, there's a live burst function which enables users to record 1.5 seconds before and after your shot. So in case by a millisecond you've pressed the record button and the event has stopped, you still would have that 1.5 seconds worth of breathing room uh, where the camera would have actually started recording, which is pretty good. So you also have schedule to capture, enabling users to schedule the exact time that you want to start recording. I can see this being particularly useful for, say for example, with sports games. And the thing is, is that if you're recording a sports game, you want to have like a GoPro, say for example, at the goal, right? You want to have a GoPro at the goal and you want to have another GoPro on the goal on the opposite side. But the thing is, is that you're going to need to press record on both of those before you get, say for example, I've told like a gantry or something with a camera. Now, in that case, you're going to be recording a heap of footage before the actual game starts. And that can be painful if data storage is a problem. You've only got, say, for example, like two 32 gigabytes micro SDs. So let's talk about pricing quickly. And the starting price is $430 without GoPro subscription, although it is $330 with subscription. Although you can also trade up your old GoPro in any condition for up to around about, I think, $100 off for the Hero 9, which is also pretty decent. So if it's smashed, well, I would assume to a certain degree, or it doesn't work, you could probably still send it in and you'd 
get a discount to a certain extent. Although, with the small little asterisk here, some users are wondering whether or not their accessories for the GoPro Hero 8 can also be used with the GoPro Hero 9. And the official GoPro Twitter commented on this, most of the Hero 8 black accessories can be used with the Hero 9 black, except the media mod, the housing and the battery amongst a few others. So just double check if you're thinking about buying the new GoPro that all of your accessories will fit with the new one as well, as there might be some compatibility issues. So talking about Premiere Rush very quickly, Adobe is offering a $5 a month subscription mobile only plan for Rush, which equivalates to I think $35 per year. Um, this is one of Adobe's cheapest plans to date for their applications, and the plan is available from presumably the 21st of September, and also includes a free starter plan for Rush on desktop, which includes three exports, in case you're curious about uh, how to work that on the desktop machine. Next, of course, we have the Red Giant Bullet Looks within Cinema 4D. So, of course, you can now use Red Giant Bullet Looks within Cinema 4D. And Magic Bullet Looks is a resourceful color correction utility. Originally, I think back in the day, it was for After Effects, and then it's moved out to Premiere Pro, and it's moved to all of these other different platforms as well. So it's on every major editing platform now, which is pretty decent, but it's also extended out to Cinema 4D. And it has full GPU support, and it's all part of the Cinema 4D uh, R23 and Maxon update. So Magic Bullet Looks contains over 200 presets for various film looks, with 41 tools to adjust those looks even further contained within that application. Great for creatives who need quick awesome LUTs for their footage. And of course, let's get into the NVIDIA's RTX Broadcast app. So the new Broadcast app from NVIDIA is now available for download, although it does require an RTX series card in order to use it. So as long as you're rocking the 2000 series onwards, you're in the clear to be able to download this app and use it at your convenience. So it features creative tools such as automatic background blur, background replacement, which basically removes the background completely uh, without a need for, say, for example, like a green screen. Although just make sure that your background, so say, for example, if you're using your room, it contrasts well with, say, for example, your chair, um, or at least within your webcam, it has uh, somewhat of a depth of field there then. Um, because obviously if there's no contrast, you may end up with some funky results. So if your room is predominantly white, ensure that your chair is darker and of course vice versa. So it's probably really good for streamers, but you know, if you're a content creator filming yourself in front of a green screen, don't throw it out just yet. And just beware that some users are also reporting issues with like mesh like objects too. So if you have like a mesh texture on your chair, just beware that it might pick up some issues. So it's all stuff like that. Keep it plain and keep it simple, make sure that things contrast, and the app will probably work well for you in that case. So it's basically, it's like the successor to the RTX voice app, which was released, I think, around a year ago. We found it a bit hit and miss sometimes, but not so great for like voice artists, but definitely great for, again, if you're talking to a stream. So of course it could probably be used by live streamers and content creators to shave a metric ton of time on live effects or post-production. But just be careful because we've seen a couple of comments here and there saying that their GoPro isn't working and supposedly GoPro has turned around to those users and said that, that the NVIDIA app has little to no support for direct show webcams. We don't have a GoPro here to test that out and we can't talk about the validity of that at all. But before you set up your productions, 
just of course make sure to test the app out first. So of course with our more serious news out of the way, let's just quickly touch upon Amazon Day 2019, which is just around the corner. It's probably the best time to load up on gear at a discount. No one knows the official specific date for a fact, and that's just at the time of this recording. Um, although a lot of industry outlets like, say, for example, The Verge, suggest it might be occurring within the 13th of October. We're currently waiting for word on the specific or exact date, but if you're planning to buy some gear and you can wait a couple of weeks, you may save a little bit of money just waiting for Amazon Prime Day. So let's just talk about something that's just caught our eye in terms of content. And this is Artlist's video on deep fake aging effect they use within one of their commercial. So the technique involves using FaceApp, EBSynth, and After Effects. Within their example, they create an advert for artgrid.io using a few simple techniques. And this workflow involves taking a frame from the final colorized result and then feeding it to FaceApp and then using, I think, the old age filter there. Um, and then basically you can bring that back into Photoshop if you really want to, and then adjust that result even further. Maybe add a couple more wrinkles and whatnot from there. The next step was using EBSynth from the FaceApp result and creating a sequence from that shot with the face moving. If you don't know what EBSynth is, we've covered it in a previous podcast, but basically what it is, is an app which takes one frame, you have to export out your whole entire sequence as a JPEG or I think PNG sequence, one frame of that PNG sequence. And say for example, you've given it to an artist and said, hey, I really want it to be stylized. And they feed you back that example and you've got that really stylized frame there. What it will do is it will apply that stylized frame to the whole of the PNG sequence. So it converts your whole entire shot into the style of that one frame. Pretty neat in circumstances like this. So yeah, that's basically what they did using EBSynth from that face up result. And even without feeding that shot through After Effects, it looks pretty good. And yeah, that's that's all it is to it. Getting the shot, colorizing it, feeding it through face app, and then using EBSynth to apply that face app result to the whole of the actual shot. And the thing is, is that all of these programs that these guys use, presuming of course that you have the Adobe is for free. So you can achieve this really cool result for nothing, which is fantastic. So the next thing we're going to be talking about is a new script that's available for Premiere Pro. And this script isn't exactly essentially exciting, but it's great for freelancers getting feedback from clients that would save them a good few minutes sifting through various time codes. Um, and the new script is called Feedback Pro. And it, what it basically does is it automatically detects time codes within sentences and then aligns your playhead to them. While you could use Frame.io, not all clients have access to that online platform. So it's great for freelancers dealing with, you know, say for example, marketing departments who send like a list of changes with time codes attached through an email or a text or through WhatsApp. Uh, so you could basically just copy all of that text and basically this tool would be able to be like, hey, there's the time code there, align the playhead and you don't have to painstakingly sort of scrub through or type in from there. And it's just a neat little tool that might save you a little bit of time. And of course, that's the news of the week wrapped up. As usual, thank you for tuning in. Uh, you could check us out at At Integrity and find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Take it easy out there, guys. And of course, until next time. <laughs>